from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. All right, in your ear. Welcome, welcome. In your brain, in, in your <laughs> ear. Um, what's up? Hi. This has been a hell of a week. <laughs> <laughs> We're way behind. Content's been, we've been putting out a lot of great stuff for, a, I think, a good amount of time. For someone that, two people, that it's very difficult to square time away mm-hmm. to do anything. Um, pretty consistent for quite a while. This is the longest stretch. It's been like five days, six days like since it. we've been able, Yeah, it's terrible because um, uh, the life suck got a hold of us. <laughs> suck. People suck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so sometimes the topics just come to us and there's moments when it's just like, that's absolutely what we need to talk about. And Mm -hmm. there's other times it's like, I think everyone's bored with talking about nutrition. We talk so much about it, but, um, there was an article that came out this week Mm -hmm. and we talk a lot about the, the circles that we run in business wise, other gyms, other owners, and the people that are working like we are to bring people better life. Right. And this poor soul um, sent an email out to his members, and I understand what he was trying to say. I do, too. <clears throat> and uh, he got himself in a whole lot of trouble. Um, he sent an email to his members, and what he was trying to do was to just um, stir up. What's the nice way to say I this? would say he was trying to stir up raw emotion, or um, he was trying to make you either see that you weren't in a in a as bad of a position as you thought you were weight wise mm-hmm. or that you're much I don't want to say worse off but you're much less should we say healthy like on the inside yeah so he was focusing on the outside obviously yes. that's where this is oh, going God. and there's certain things you just can't say anymore and we know that the the PC landscape has changed. Mm-hmm. It's constantly changing. And mm-hmm. there's always things. A child of the 80s, I have to filter myself daily. Yes. Okay. And there's, these are things that, acceptable things you could say they were on TV, they were on the radios, they were in magazines. It was anywhere you looked so media-wise. It was cool. Oh, yeah. To have a little bit more of an expanded vocabulary than you can now. I think there was there was nothing off limits. No. There really wasn't. You could just say it and nothing would, it wasn't held against you because everybody was saying the same stuff. Yes. Um, the one thing, I'll, I'll bring this up. Hopefully this shouldn't get me in trouble. This is an example of something that you can't joke around with anymore. Yeah. Saturday Night Live used to have a skit called Pat. Yes. <laughs> you can't yes. do that now. You can't at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would get you destroyed. Yes. Um, but back then it was funny. Exactly. Um, and all of a sudden now it's not funny. It's terrible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So this, uh, this guy, and we're not going to say his name and I'm not going to say the name of his gym because I don't want to put any more fire on what's going on. Mm-mm. But let's say, um, he sent an email out that was meant to stir emotion to get people to act. Mm-hmm. And that's it. The, the guys in the fitness business, nobody that does this job hates people, nor do they want people to feel bad about themselves. No. But if there's two things that elicit change and in the gym space, it's very, obvious Mm -hmm. and we see these raw emotions all the time people make decisions to avoid pain Mm -hmm. or they make decisions to seek pleasure 
If you go all the way down to your infant self, that's the only reason you do things. You can sell whatever decision you're getting ready to make. Oh, I'm going to do this because, you know, it's practical to get a convertible. No, you, you get the dopamine hit. You like getting in the car. Mm-hmm. There's, there's emotions. You seek pleasure. Absolutely. Um, I don't want to work out because it's going to hurt. You know, um, I'm going to have to give up things I don't want to give up. And I'm going to have to be good. And I'm going to have to just pain. I don't mm-hmm. want to do those things. Mm-hmm. So when somebody puts together uh, an email that's meant to make you tap into your emotional self and say, I need to avoid pain. I don't, it, it's painful for me to address my problems and my mm-hmm. faults. You can't tell people anymore that they're screwed up. I can't address it, you know, and we're figuring this out all over the place, not just in business, but, uh, exactly. Someone can be standing before you doing something wrong and now it's not cool to call them out on it. Exactly. No, it's that part is unfortunate. And I think that where there's been this big shift is before you could just say something and it wouldn't be a bunch of people reading into it or trying to figure out like the real intention, but you know, Mm -hmm. behind it. Or where there's been the biggest shift that I see is people just aren't going directly to the individual who said or wrote it anymore. Instead, it's a, you know, blast on social media. It's getting other people involved instead of just going to, let's say one of us said something, instead of just going and saying, you really, really upset me with what you said or did. And I need to get to the bottom of this now. Everybody's a keyboard warrior. Yes. And everyone's got big balls behind a monitor, you know, and they can talk all their crap, but, uh, this, this client was offended. Yes. So an email went out that, that stirred emotion mm-hmm. and it, it directly addressed, addressed being fat. Yes. And it was, um, it was harsh language, but I get what the person was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And some shock jock trainer personality types, they can get away with the biggest <laughs> loser type stuff. You know, oh my gosh. you are obese, you oh. know, you've got this problem. Um, I feel like I have some ground to stand on because I have been fat. Mm-hmm. I've been fat. Okay. I've had 40% body fat. You mm-hmm. know, I understand what it's like to not fit into your clothes mm-hmm. and to sleep like crap and to look like crap. I get it. So even with that in mind, I don't like using the word fat. No. Because growing up, like it, it sucked. I didn't want to hear that word myself. So I don't use it. Mm-hmm. But this person used the, used the word and was talking about how much can you grab on your stomach. Yes. Is it an uncomfortable conversation? Absolutely it is. Um, but instead of addressing it and saying how hurtful that this person was, um, they forwarded it on to a, uh, a blogger. Mm-hmm. And then the blogger sent it off to somebody big in the Twitter sphere. And then from Twitter, it went to Huffington Post. And then from there, it went to a major news outlet. And then all of a sudden, this guy with this little gym is getting destroyed for fat shaming. Right. And in a flash, his intent... I read the email. His intent was to get somebody to change. I know. And rather than embrace the opportunity and address the problems, people said how they take the route of how dare you make me feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. So today's going to be kind of a little bit about the fat shaming. Um, uh, what's the word? <clears throat> the conversation that you have to have with some people and then the boundaries and where you can go with it. Right. There was nothing in there that said something like... Um, if you can grab more than two fingers full of uh, of stomach, you're disgusting. Right. To me, that's fat shaming. Yeah. You know, to say, hey, you know, if you are noticing that you're you're filling out over your pants, mm-hmm. what do you think? Is that fat shaming? Um. 
No, it's no to me because why I'm not, I'm not defending what this guy did or not. I'm going to, I'm not taking a position on this at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to play, I'm going to play this one smart, but I look at fat shaming more as it's more of a direct thing. So if I was your client and you said to me, as we're sitting across from one another, you know, grab, grab your middle section pinch and see how much you can do. That will determine, you know, whether I can help you not, you know, how you feel about yourself or whatever. That's one thing. If somebody sent me an email that you, you knew could very well be a blast, you know, it hit everybody in there. We've all done it. You send out a blast that hit your address book. It's a, it's a generic email. Whether you're in business or this is a personal, your friends and family. Yeah. I wouldn't say and that that would bother me because it's like they weren't thinking of me versus, hey, Jenny, I saw you walk into the gym last night and, you know, you look like a cow. Okay, <laughs> that's... That's fat shaming. That's, That's being ugly and rude. It's not just a generic, you don't know the same person that would be offended by getting an email saying, you know, can you pinch an inch is going to make another person act and find out in six months that they're off all their meds and they're feeling amazing about themselves. Right, 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 right. Because <clears throat> we talked about the pinch an inch thing. That was a special K commercial in the in the 80s. Absolutely. Can you pinch more than an inch? And I remember as a kid, I couldn't. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I could. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm the Kellogg commercial. I am that guy. Yes. Um, it's Correspondence is very tricky, especially because when we send out emails, and this is a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. If I send an email out to a thousand people, uh-huh. people are like, I don't respond to bulk messages. It's junk mail. Right. But this person opted to all of a sudden personalize a blasted out email Mm -hmm. and said, how dare you fat shame me? Right. Okay. Um, Wrong message received, wrong message sent. But Mm -hmm. all of a sudden in that scenario, it was a personal email to that person and not the same generic blast text that everyone or email that everyone else chooses to ignore day to day. Exactly. Um, Here's the funny thing about the sticks and stones model. You know, I grew up with sticks and stones can break your bones. You know, <laughs> yes, the names never hurt me. me. <laughs> Not anymore. You know, it's anymore. The society is so weak and deconditioned. They wouldn't know how to use sticks and stones. And mm-hmm. they just sit around upset and in the corner that somebody somewhere digitally offended them. And they're, yep. they're, they're appalled, you know, and their, their life is ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the boundaries of common sense are gone. And, yep. um, if you've got a flat tire and someone sticks their head out while you're driving down the street and they say, hey, man, you got a flat tire. How dare you tell me I have a flat tire? Mm-hmm. But you do. But that's not the point. You came into my world and made me aware of something I didn't want to acknowledge. Right. Uh, okay. I think. <laughs> Where do I go from this? I know. I think that the biggest issue that I had with this is that somebody, that they escalated it to a degree that I don't feel like it should have been because it it's almost like language that was open to interpretation a little bit. Like, were you talking to me? You know, did, did this person open up an email? Did you ever open something and you read tone and emotion into it? And then we you, always edit. Oh yeah. And yeah. then you, I am very good at, I, I get ready to respond to an email. So let's say I'm very, very emotional. Somebody sent me, let's say I got this email and it just, this was a day that I was sitting around not feeling good about myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, 
who is this, pardon the French, but who's this jackass trying to tell me that I'm fat? You know, he should, he should pinch his stomach and get all ugly and stuff. What I have learned to do for myself over the years is I draft my email. First thing I do is if I hit reply, I wipe out the email address. I'm hasty. And I sit there and I type exactly what I'm going to tell this person. And then I leave. You know I do this. And I leave and I walk away and I think, did I not get enough sleep last night? You know, or is this person really this big of a jerk? And if they are, is it worth saying, you did all of this, you elicited all this in me, you know, I hate your guts, I hope you got out of business, or is it just better for me to hit an unsubscribe button and move on with my life? What people don't think. And Mm -mm. what you did is demonstrated wisdom, you know, because people, if it was face to face, you would think twice about saying, blurting something out that could be destructive. Yep. You know, you're not going to go to your spouse and on the, on a whim, lay out bricks and trash and garbage on them without thinking it through. Exactly. But when it's someone that you don't have a relationship with, Mm -hmm. it's, it's nails and sharp objects that just comes out at the smallest provocation. You know, everyone just is willing to rail everybody. Exactly. I think the other, um, it's, I think there can be interpretation and then we've got a very real life where it actually happened where somebody, a client came into the gym and I think the conversation started with me saying that I hate the word fat Uh and it's just a, it elicits a very bizarre response in me. And I wouldn't say that I've ever been what would, what would qualify as fat, Mm. I think that I've had some weight issues that we talked about like when I was in a teenager, but I had parents that addressed it so quickly and also didn't like that word that it was never something where if somebody today was like, you look fat, I'd be like, "Mm, I don't really, you know, that's your problem, but I would never tell somebody that. So anyway, this person had told us that the first time they ever walked into a gym for the first time in their life, many, many, many years ago, not ours said that the person said they were going to have an issue with doing some of the workouts because they were fat. Oh my God. Straight up, no sugarcoating, whatever. You're not going to be able to do this because you're fat. And what I thought was interesting about my conversation with this person was it took them to the complete opposite of what would be considered fat shaming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to escalate this. And what they elected not to do okay, well, I'm not going to join that person's gym because I don't, I don't want them to coach me when they look at me and see a fat person, but instead inspired this person to go to a different one. And I mean, has absolutely excelled in their fitness. So it's interesting. What are the boundaries? When, when can you not say you need to mow your yard? I don't know. When can you not say it? You know, and and I'm not saying it shouldn't be done with compassion because if you're offering a solution to fix it, yes. And that person's email, if some if there was some content in there that shouldn't have been there, it was yes. a little too edgy to yep. be sent to an impersonal yes. um, recipient list. Yes. Um, these are things that no professional would ever actually say to somebody. No. But I get what he was trying to say. I, I absolutely understand um, the intent. But what's going on now is it's like, hey, hey you, you can't fix it. <laughs> If you don't acknowledge, you have a problem. Right. And part of being, in, you know, going through AA, I don't know how I never went through AA, by the way, but um, I'm an alcoholic. Right. You have to start with those words. Mm-hmm. Healing doesn't begin unless you acknowledge, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm an alcoholic or I'm a drug addict or I've got a spending problem or, mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm a sex addict. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't be monogamous. You can't get better until you acknowledge the problem. And if you want to sugarcoat and put icing all over your problem, and pretend it's not really a problem. Are you really ever addressing it? Maybe that's why people keep repeating the same, you know, cycle of gaining and mm-hmm. lose, gaining and lose, because they're never really honest about what the problem is. Don't you think though, a bit of it is that it's, but they need to say it. So if, if you're reading something and you're saying somebody else's words hurt me, if it's they hurt how the conversation word. should really be is, do you, can you stand in front of a mirror completely naked and love yourself? Can you love what you look like? And we're not talking internal. We're saying, can you, can you stand in front of a mirror and say, I am so proud of what I look like. And most importantly, I love me. And if you can't, why not? And then to start the conversation of, well, I don't like my hips. Do you want us to help you with that? Yeah. But I think, I think where the, the failure can be on some people in this crazy gym world that we live in is that it's, if you say to me, you're fat and, and I look in a mirror and I love me, you're not going to get through to me. You're just, I'm going to be like, dang. Well, I think we're you getting know? to a real problem. This is kind of showing what the real problem is. Mm-hmm. The reason someone's getting so bent out of shape is because they believe it. Because if you do love yourself, uh-huh. it would just bounce right off. You're like, dude, calm down. You know, but mm-hmm. if you sit there and you know you're in the mirror, you talk crap to yourself. Yes. You will not tolerate somebody else talking crap about you at the same time. Interesting. So you're going around the world, you're like, I love me, but you really don't. You're like, I, I really wish I was x i want to be lighter or different or faster or leaner whatever it is but because you are so sensitive to it that's why when this thing hit Mm -hmm. the 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 gun was already loaded and cocked i mean it was ready to go and this dude's words came across and it echoed what they were already thinking about themselves Mm -hmm. and they call it fat shaming Mm -hmm. they're like of course i'm upset about it you're not allowed to say it too though right you can't even tell yourself the truth do you know what i think would be awesome is a challenge for listeners to don't post yourself naked saying it, but to actually set up a camera and talk to yourself in the mirror and hear. Don't don't pre-plan what you're going to say, uh-huh. but just set your phone up and record yourself looking at you. I I would love to know what the results were. Is it that you actually love yourself more than you thought you did, or is it that there's a specific thing that you don't love, and then how your own words saying how you feel looking at yourself would actually prompt you to change something for the better. That's addressing the problem. I think it'd be cool. I think that's brilliant, but it's, it's addressing the problem. If there's something on TV you want to watch, people change the channel. Right. If they don't want to address their problems, they're mm-hmm. not going to do it. And they're going to walk around perturbed at everything. But what you're saying, they'll have to address it. I'm not happy with the way I look. Okay, awesome. Well, what do you want to do about it? I'm too lazy to do anything about it, actually. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to eat better. I like my pizza and my beer, and I'm in conflict. Exactly. Now I, I'm not happy with myself, but I'm not willing to change. And that's which is on which is on the individual then. But that's where that guy's email was trying to get them to make take action. And all it did was like, look, I already hear it in my own head every day. Mm-hmm. I don't need your words popping up in my email. How dare you? I think people that are solving themselves. If someone came up and said to me, uh, you're unfaithful. <laughs> no, I'm not. Right. Would I get offended that somebody came up and called me, Brian, you're drunk. Uh, 
well, I haven't had a drink in two, three weeks. I, I don't think that's true. Right. You know, so you have to know yourself to uh, know if that's getting... I get it. If you're really... If you're quick to get... If you're knee-jerk to get offended, then you haven't sold yourself on where you are. No, you're absolutely right. And that's a... that um, Talking about when you saying, like, um, you're unfaithful. It's the same thing. Like, if, if somebody... It's, I'd be like, that's... That's ridiculous. I'd be like, that's one of the most <laughs> hilarious things that I've ever heard. But... I would also never talk about it again because it couldn't possibly be any less true. It's it's inconsequential in my daily life for someone mm-hmm. who shot me an email. Let's say I'm on some um, some junkie's email and some yeah. generic email comes across and all of a sudden I'm like, this is the most offensive thing I have ever seen. Yes. And I start tweeting about it. Well, you know what's interesting? It doesn't apply. Is it's the same emails that we get all the time from people that are like your business is in trouble. Let me give you a $10,000 million line of credit and I'm like delete <laughs> like i'm not offended that they right were they suggest per- they suggested my business was in trouble so they sent me a line of credit right i'm like oh lord which email address okay they sent it to that email address okay delete unsubscribe move on but, get a good chuckle but in, in which is uh, well here's another conversation you opted in to do business with a weight loss center yeah and you don't like it when the weight loss center tells you you got a weight problem it's such an inch. I, I like this perspective on it. So it's almost like if you get something or somebody says something that completely offends you, why is it? Is it offensive? Because I mean, is this, is this woman right or wrong? However they put it, was she offended because she has weight to lose or was she offended because, you know, Rockstar just did a physique competition yeah. and she's like, man, I wonder who else got this. It sounds like she was offended because it upset her as a person and not a friend. That's right. She, uh, and of course, we're all just hypothesizing, but I've never been offended with somebody calling me something that wasn't true. No. Not even close. No. Are you too skinny? <laughs> no, I'm pretty good, actually. Thanks. Right. Uh, right. What else you got? So the, the boundaries now... And again, I don't like the word fat. I'm still desensitized to it. And when I have clients that call themselves fat, I actually say to them, be nice to yourself. Gosh, I don't like it at all. Because it puts it into a real... When you were heavy in the 80s, again, Mm -hmm. going back to language that was approved, the stuff we used to call each other... Oh my God, they were hateful. It was brutal. Um, And I called people (laughs) things and people called me things. And you know, the word fat was never said in a kind way. Oh my gosh, no, but as soon as you called somebody fat, they called you fat. Next thing you know, you and all your best friends are fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just it was a very it was a very different time. <laughs> it was different, but I don't think I'm a lesser person for it. And here I am at a at a point in my life where I'm eager to help people overcome mm-hmm. those things. Yes. So and I, I'm I also believe that things that happen in life they shape you. I don't believe that um I think cyberbullying, this is a different topic, but I Uh think cyberbullying is the worst thing that's ever ever happened. Whereas regular old school, get your ass kicked beating, bullying shaped who I became. Oh, you better believe it. You know, the reason I better believe it. The reason I just started going into sports, the reason I started going into weightlifting and bodybuilding and the way I started taking care of myself, some pain had to happen in my life, which was me getting chased through the graveyard growing up. (laughs) And... <laughs> Two or three times a week, by the way. Um, you think with all that running, I would have gotten leaner, but I didn't. Um, but it, the, that the your the hierarchy in life gets established. Yes. And much to people's dismay, there's a hierarchy, and not everyone's at the top. No. 
you know, that not everyone's at the bottom, right. but everyone thinks they're at the top mm-hmm. and don't make me think otherwise. <laughs> you know, somebody sending me a line of credit from a, a high interest rate. You just credit shamed me. Right. You know, you, you sent me something that makes me feel bad about my credit mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm upset and I'm appalled by it. And I'm just going to let the world know that you've shamed my credit. I, just, I did it. I'm responsible for it. I think we're, and I, I think I'm just a very, very different person. We were just talking earlier today. Um, we have some, just some stuff going on that, you know, ultimately we're going to, we're going to move on from and we're going to be better for it. But it was like, you know what? I've got to have a couple hours where I'm salty about mm-hmm. something and just totally annoyed and I'm not doing he says, she said, whoever said, I just, I can't, um, I'm too old for this nonsense. Um, but I wish if this lady would have just done what I do and written a response back and just walked away for a minute and just said, was this person's intent to get me to act or was this person's intent to make me feel so miserable about myself that I don't, I don't even, I want to crawl in my bed, pull my covers under my head and I never want to see anybody's society again. Like it would have saved the worst part is this dude would have been like, I would love to help you. I know not put you into a submissive position where you are disgusting. You know, you're, you're, you're a terrible human. And by the way, I don't have an answer for you. I just wanted to make you feel bad about yourself. No. And I'm here to say, and I'll go on record for this one. If you are in the fitness industry and that is your intent is to make somebody feel awful and you like to do things like fat shame and be ugly, change your change your job. Get out of the business because mm-mm, you've lost the compassion. You're side in the it. wrong business. The <clears throat> on the same note, we've because we work um, we've talked about health and wellness over and over and over again and that's becoming my um, prevalence for the gym. Yep. And um, our nutrition programs and shape shift and it's it's not about anymore I could give a crap how much you can lift. I mean, right. the numbers don't matter anymore. I don't care about your run times. I don't care about your marathons. I don't care about any of those things. I care that you're you're healthy enough to survive them. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and now when um, someone comes in, weight gain and weight loss, I've, I've started positioning this with new people now. Um, weight gain is the, the, weight gain is an indicator of a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, weight gain is just how it manifests. So there's other things going on with you, whether it's psychological, um, biological. If, if there's something going on with you, weight gain is the result. Mm-hmm. When you lose weight, it, it, if you were to shape your numbers and you're more focused on good cholesterol, good blood sugar, you know, the weight comes off. Right. So when, you, when your pursuit is for wellness, then you naturally lose weight. Mm-hmm. But when you rush just to drop pounds off and you do reckless things you might not actually improve your numbers and you lose right. the weight. Right. So it's, it's a hollow victory, um, which is where most of the weight loss industry is taking us. But to, to tell someone that they've got a weight problem, it's, it would be better served just to tell someone they've got some other type of issue. It would be easier to address your, your weight problem than an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. You know, if I said, hey, you've got disordered eating problems, you know, which is more offensive? Right. They're both they're both very sensitive topics. Yep. But at, oh, yeah. at the root of it, there's a problem that needs to be addressed. Yep. I know. I uh, I wanted to go back to something you said about not caring, um, like how much people lift and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think where where 
our gym and our, um, what would the word be? Not our mantra is different, is that I am way more excited. And I think a ton of our gym community is way more excited when somebody is on a journey and they say, I did my first push-ups off my knees because my body weight is it's something I can manage. That's exciting. Or somebody who we've had people in our gym that have done the first sit-up they've ever done in their entire life. They went from a crunch to a sit-up. Somebody that said, I got off the floor and stood up without pain. I got off the floor and stood up without losing my breath. Like those are the, the people who run the marathons that we know and love. It's because at one point there was a chance they couldn't climb up three stairs without losing their breath. Like, because they are, they're on their health journey. That's freaking cool. The reason that we 70% overweight or obesity problem, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Mm -hmm. People won't address the problem. Right. We're very good at helping people do the right thing, Mm -hmm. doing it the right way. And we've had a holes at our gym that have started saying, you know, I like your gym and all, but I don't want to be at a fat gym. Right. You know, that one client that started without being able to do anything. Yes. After a couple of years, mastered a lot. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're looking at their peers where they were. And now what they're saying is, I don't want to be here with all these fat people. Uh, yeah. I want to be at a better gym. And, and by like, the way, they're now gone. It's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> at what point did being healthy, losing exactly. weight and, you know, improving all your numbers, when did that not become the priority? Yes. Well, you know, dude, I just have, I have bigger goals. Yeah. Than dying. Right. I mean, it, it, right. it, that's like the best goal, isn't it? To don't not die young. Don't, exactly. Don't get, don't get a blood clot. I know. Don't have a stroke. I know. You know, don't leave your family when you're 55 years old because you keeled over at work. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand the mindset of some people and that their pursuit of fitness is either overly at the top in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Being, being strong, by the way, doesn't isolate you from having a heart attack. I, I wish it, it did. We talked about this already. I Working out did. every day doesn't doesn't protect you from having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. It's the lifestyle. Yes, you have to know what's going on in the inside as well. Yeah, we're drifting off topic again. So th- th- this is a core of our. I've talked about renaming the gym instead of calling it strength and conditioning, just calling it a life um, lifestyle and transformation center. Exactly. You get fit along that journey. Exactly, and it's about being better every day. Mm-hmm. But the idea is stop looking at gyms like they're gyms because gyms aren't getting it done. No. I want to shop for a gym. Great. Because uh, historically, gyms don't produce results. Yes. You're still doing the same thing you were three years ago. Mm-hmm. You still binge drink on the weekends. You eat like crap when I see you out on town. What has you? What about your lifestyle has changed? Right. Don't get upset about yourself. Mm-hmm. Embrace it. This is you. Yes. But again, I think it. I really do. I really am. I'm putting the challenge out there. S- talk to yourself in the mirror. Did you say record it? Yes. So you want to, you want to, it sounds, it's not meant to be like a sexy thing. No, <laughs> no. Unless you find it sexy. If you stand in front of a mirror and you're like, Hey, I don't, I don't like that. I can, we'll those, use the, who, those, what did you say? It was Kellogg pinch and inch. It was special K. It's special K. Which is also a drug. No, but it's the, it's the, cause I'd be, I'm telling you, I'd be super intrigued to see about the people who would, who would get up and make some changes. And the people that were like, you know what? I'm so mean to myself all the time, but when I cut down to my skivvies or into nothing, I actually look pretty okay. And more importantly, my blood work said that I look amazing. That's great. I think so an actionable item. So you're supposed to take a minute and just kind of scan yourself head to toe. Yes. And if you're recording it, great. It's pretty weird for me, but I guess playing that back, you'd have a better sense of... Oh, I'm hearing myself say these things. Maybe I need to do this. 
Now, if you're wearing clothes that typically you get to hide in, yeah, that's you not not focused. And I'm not talking about being fashionable and talking about having clothes that fit heavy person or lean person. That's no, not what no. I'm talking about. It's all that compression gear that's out now I'm that talking, everybody wears. If you're hiding yourself, yeah. you're not addressing the problem. Exactly. So clothes that fit go night and day than you trying to or night and day from you trying to fit into clothes that don't fit. Mm-hmm. That's when you feel really bad about yourself. Don't mm-hmm. do that. So if you got to go to bigger sizes because you're bigger, yes. You're not going to feel as bad because they're not going to be tight and yes. you're not going to be you're not going to have that spilling out kind of effect. Yes. So one, make sure your clothes fit you and they're comfortable mm-hmm. to where they are cuz you'll feel better because they fit you better. Yes. But um if you're we're doing what you're saying so you're going to go down to your skivvies and just say look these are hey self Yes. These are things that I think I need to work on in the next yes. six months. You, we have something in Shapeshift. It's called the Dear Old Me Letter. Uh, it's my favorite thing. Where in you're world. supposed to write a letter to yourself. It's yep. a love letter. Hey, we've had some great times, but you know, I'm 44 now, mm-hmm. and I'm heading into, you know, perimenopause. Yeah. And the hormones are starting to change, and I'm starting to change, and all those things that we used to like doing, we can't do them anymore. Yeah. But that dear old me is very similar. I think what you're doing is much more powerful because it's saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. You can be quiet and hide it in a journal. But when mm-hmm. you're saying that shit out loud. You it, can't hide. You can't hide. And then I think if you're honest with yourself, you know, circling back to this, if an email popped up in your inbox and it just said something that kind of triggered some emotion, is it because you realize it's time to make a change? And again, right or wrong, however this person wrote it, did it elicit a response because you've been honest enough with yourself to say, I need some help and I don't know where to begin? Or does it elicit a response because it's like, hey, you shouldn't you shouldn't send this out to the world. I actually, I feel pretty amazing about myself and, yeah, you know, go pound sand basically. Yeah. But the other thing I'd love to know too is for any of you listening to this, what do you actually consider fat shaming? Like what is something that elicits a response in you that you would, if you read it or saw it, would be like, ooh, yuck. That made, that elicited a response that was that was total crap. Or are you somebody that's, you have a very strong personality. Are you somebody that no matter what it came, it would just yeah. roll off and be like, you know what, call a spade a spade, whatever. Well, there's well now there's clothing companies and swimsuit companies and they're all like, look at this fat shaming line, you know. Here's here's the funny thing. Seventy mm-hmm. percent of the population is overweight. Yes. How are you still getting offended? I know. Because the it's, minority. That's a fact. Because the minority of the population, the thirty percent, is now not overweight. I know. You should be pretty damn comfortable with who you are. Yes. Because the majority of the population is like that. Yes. So it's not like you're walking around being confronted with all kinds of people making you feel bad about yourself. Nope. It's seventy percent of the population walking around feeling bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. That 70 isn't all torn up because the 30% wants you to feel bad. That's I don't think that's it. No. Because people are 70, 70% is overweight or obese and they don't know how to fix it or they're unwilling to make the change. Exactly. That's what I'm telling you. I'm right. telling you. All right, roll with it. Um, Stand in front of that mirror. Mirrors don't lie. Get some good. Don't be going in the dark either. Turn on all those fancy bathroom lights and have an honest conversation with yourself. Everything... I think the photos are powerful too. So your before side and back photos, take those. um, And it's got to be in something that you're not going to share, but put it in something so that you can, we can all kind of suck in our gut and take a good angle. And Mm -hmm. we can tell where we feel good about ourselves when we roll out of the house. Yeah. But you need to do something where, what, what do you look like from the back? What do you look like from the side? These are for you. Yes. And these are for you only to have a conversation with you. It's not supposed to go to anybody else. No, no, no. And from that moment, 
if you want to change or if you feel you want to um, improve. Yes. And like you said, if you're happy with yourself, good for you. Rock on. Awesome. Who cares? Yes. Great. You know, go do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've even got a small percentage that's got that, ugh, I don't like this. This yes. is uncomfortable. Then you need to do something about it. Do it. And we're not, day one is day one. I don't care yes. if it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday. That day is day one. If you keep pushing it to the magic Monday, it's the day everyone thinks that they need to start something is Monday. <laughs> um, in that moment, you can start throwing things in the trash. Mm-hmm. In that moment, you can stop lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Alcoholics do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem. You right. got a problem. Right. You don't like my drinking? Sounds like you got the problem. <laughs> right. um, you can build your grit and your resilience, but it only comes after time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't You can't feel um, 100%, um, what's the word? satisfied Mm -hmm. with who you are with no history of progressive steps. Right. I feel stronger about myself when I'm eight weeks into a program than I did my first five days. My Mm -hmm. first five days I'm going through the, this isn't worth it. This is terrible. I don't want to do this anymore. But by the time you got two weeks in and something starts to move, you're like, I'm in. I know. I'm in. And now I've got something to lose because I put all this time into it. Oh yeah. And I've got all the good food in the house now. And I threw away all the Oreos and the cookies. I'm committed. Yes. But if until that until that uh, journey begins, every day you just bullshit yourself. Yep. No, I think one of the best posts that we saw um, about Shapeshift was someone who was able to put on an article of clothing that they weren't able to put on a few weeks ago, and that the comment was just, you know, I've worked and it's been slow and it's been steady. However, this is where I am today. That's what it's all about, yeah. man. And <laughs> calm down. I know. Relax. Relax. Lord, don't blow, don't send emails all over the place. No, I'm just kidding. There's enough drama. Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Stop sending bad emails and then stop getting offended when you get them. I mean, we can all fix the problem if we just take a breath. Um, don't read tone in emails. There's usually none there. Or text. Oh, and, text. And your idea, if you're offended, write a fake email and then delete it. Yes. Write it, walk away, and come back. Let yourself calm down, figure out why you're offended. And then if you still feel like you need to send it, rock on with your bad self more than likely, if people just took one more second, they would realize it was an overreaction. There you go. All right, Groovy. This is a good one. Hopefully this helps the conversation Exactly. Evolve. All right. Got anything else? I got nothing. All right. This was, uh, this was 39. So <gasps> sweet. We're That's hitting, fun. Hitting the big 4 Uh-oh. Just like right. I did not long ago. That's right. Crusty. <laughs> All right. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com, and maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.